And so we're, we're skipping the intro because I'm being lazy today, but uh, Jamie just made me wait 26 minutes to get this fucking thing started because he can't figure out how to work the fucking Zoom. So here we are. I, I had audio issues with my work laptop, with my work headphones, and finally, I'm using all of Madison's equipment, so I guess I just needed a, a female's touch there. I'm, I'm in a Zoom right now with Madison and James, apparently. That's what Zoom says <laughs> the name is at the that's moment. Our, that's our default name for her personal work laptop. I know you. Uh, I know you wanted to put up red zone at the same time, Jamie. I gotta admit, I don't have that on. I'm watching the Eagles game, uh, ah. cl- closely. So I do have both the uh, red zone game and the Eagles game on. So I can let you know if. Oh. What I could do is uh, here. We'll do this. It's not going to be on my computer screen, but I'm going to put red zone on the TV behind me. Mm. Uh, so if something goes down, I'll be able to see that. Uh, I, of course I turned to it and Dallas is up 24 to 10 and oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence just threw an interception. So that's good for me in fantasy, but you hate to see the Cowboys winning. Yeah, so it is what it is. We'll deal with it. Uh, agenda. I know you had an agenda. Did you want to, re- to review that to give people, uh, some stakes in the ground of what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. So, uh, we can, uh, we could start with uh, we are watching the Sunday afternoon games live. Uh, so just to give a quick where we are in the score, Aaron is currently beating me by 50 points. He has a 67% chance of winning. Jordan is currently beating Seth by 25 points with a 70% chance of winning. Uh, and we will uh, try to keep that updated as we go through, out through this podcast but um uh we'll we'll talk a little bit more of that and maybe the uh state of the phillies bears game right now um we will get into a discussion with the 49ers quarterback situation uh and where jordan and i stand with where they should go we'll give our input into that um and Definitely have the rest of the league weigh in because I think it's a fascinating situation. Um, we will talk about the female Jamie that Jordan ran into and give a nice uh, a nice story uh, and reaction there. Um, we'll 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 bring up a earlier conversation in October that Jordan and I had about the Eagles being the best team that he has ever seen as the Eagles team. Let's put that. We need to make sure that's not the best NFL team, maybe, but the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Yes. The best Eagles team. That is true. And then um, we'll end it for the current uh, uh, final predictions of our fantasy matchups and uh, promise to do more pods in the future. Jamie, are you seeing what's going on in this Eagles game right now? What, What the Eagles just did? This is just one of the most bonehead plays I think I've ever seen. I miss it. What did Sanders do? First of all, Jalen Hurts threw the football to Miles Sanders about 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage when he's clearly covered. And then Miles Sanders proceeded to fumble the football. So Mm. now the Bears are first and 10 at the 15-yard line. I do see that now, yeah. Montgomery gets Like, what are we doing? Yeah. There's been a couple decisions today by Jalen Hurts, uncharacteristically poor. 
There was one that Jalen Hurts even had where he tried running the ball um, on the left side when all the blocking, it was right before the touchdown. Yeah, I saw that. He went the complete other way I of the blocking. There was a clear lane on the right side, and he just completely ran the other other direction. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely uh, right by the decision-making of Hurts. But then on the very next play, he saw that the safety came up and made the easy decision there. Yeah, well, that was the coaching staff caught the Bears in a bad defense. That didn't really have anything to do with Hurts. He just had to execute it. But yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if he messed up that play after the previous play, it might have been really brutal going. That was that. a that was a pretty clear definition of zero coverage they were in on that play right there. There was uh, there was just nobody there. You could have scored mm-hmm. that touchdown. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I'd like to think so at least. That's for sure. But uh, uh, all right, anyways, I got us off agenda already. So <clears throat> look, looking at your matchup uh, with Seth, how how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, no lead is ever safe, right? I don't really care if I'm a 70% chance to win at the end of the day. It's the playoffs. It's no different than the NFL any given Sunday. Um, I mean, it's good to be up, obviously, with that chance to win, the likelihood to win. I have more people left to play than Seth does, but these are all good teams in the playoffs. Any Anybody can win on any given week. Uh, that includes beating T.O. when the time comes. So, mm-hmm. uh his team is a little bit more mortal with the injuries he's got stacked up, mm-hmm. especially late in the year. So I don't know. We'll see. But I feel good right now. Yeah, it's exciting from your perspective. Hassan Reddick having a great game. He's having a huge day, carrying me, yeah. really. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has another sack or at least half sack um, with how much he's tormenting the Bears line right now. Um, but even uh, Luakon. And uh, how, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, let me open that up because I always have to see it to say it right. Forsade. Uh, for, for yesterday, Aluakun. I wouldn't even try to attempt that again. Yeah, though, as well. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny even just looking at how much Kirk Cousins put up yesterday, 32.4. Yeah, and that was with he, two interceptions. He would have scored 36 had he not done that, so – True. Kirko, and, Kirko chains coming through for me. <laughs> and and Dawson Knox, huge, huge start there. Yeah, that was a spot start. I expected Dallas Goddard to play today, um, but I think the Eagles saw this game and sort of thought they could survive beating the Bears without Goddard. And uh, right now they're they're be given a run for their money by the Bears. So mm-hmm. uh, Montgomery we'll as Montgomery scores a touchdown for Aaron. I mean, I I think. I'm pretty much beat by Aaron. I made some very questionable decisions benching Waddle and Kittle, but I think I'm getting what I deserve from Aaron. Now, I, I'll be honest. I, I've been so focused on my own matchups, I didn't really pay attention to yours, but I got to ask you um, why those benchings. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly didn't think Kittle would have that big of a game, even though looking back uh, – no Debo Samuel for the 49ers, so you would expect Kittle to be more involved. I th- I just thought that the Jacksonville game would be higher scoring, and, and that that one's pretty bad. I mean, the Waddle one, I just thought the weather would play more of a part where yep, uh, the Dolphins didn't score. I mean, I think both Kittle and Waddle both had 
long touchdowns where the tackling was poor and it took a lot for them to score a touchdown to begin with. But, I mean, I could have benched Waddle for someone. I, I could have still started Waddle and Chris Moore, who I started in his place. So it's questionable, but uh, props to Aaron, his running backs, Najee Harris, currently at 13 points. David Montgomery, huge day thus far, 21 points. And so uh, David Montgomery's 21 points right now are the highest of the season. So it's a hell of a time to have a, a season, a season defining day uh, on the first playoff Sunday. Jonathan Taylor going out of the game early did you no favors either. That was a, no, that was sort of yeah. a kill shot. That was brutal in a game where, like, I think Deion Jackson and uh, Naheem Hines had pretty good days. So I would expect it at least like double digits from Jonathan Taylor there. So, I mean, that's, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at the Jonathan Taylor, what happened to him. I, I, my, my, I'm not even making it a game with how bad I made the decisions with Waddle. I didn't keep it. I didn't keep it simple there. So. You'll have this in fantasy football. That's sometimes it happens that way. Yeah. I mean, historically Aaron and I have always had like close games. So maybe it'll get close, and he's beaten me a good times in the the pass off. I'm not surprised, but um, yeah. With with that being uh, with that being said, um, let's let's jump into our uh, 49ers quarterback discussion. Yeah, um, yeah, let's do it. I'll I'll let you um, state what you're seeing and what what they should go, and then I'll give my counter. We can go from there. I, uh, yeah, so Jamie and I, just for some context, were chit-chatting about this the other night uh, when the Niners were on. And, you know, quarterback, it's a tough position to hit on. Uh, arguably the hardest uh, in the NFL. So when there's a guy that shows potential, I feel like you got to give him a shot. But I also feel like for the 49ers, they're sort of in an awkward space because they've, they've clearly, as an organization, committed to Trey Lance, right? And Jimmy G has just kind of always been the bridesmaid that gets somehow gets his chance with the 49ers. And then you're just going to have Brock Purdy that if they keep him is just going to be wasting away on, on their bench. Uh, And if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, why not spend a third round pick and see what you could get out of him? You know, at the worst case scenario, you've fumbled a third round pick. The best case scenario, you found your franchise quarterback for a third round pick uh, on a cheap deal no different than drafting him. So I don't know. That's just sort of what I feel like could happen or should happen anyway. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a fair point. I mean, it is, it is definitely a cheap deal for a team to get Purdy. Um, I was of the opinion that the 49ers should keep Purdy on that cheaper deal and then try to trade away Jimmy G and get more uh, – because Jimmy G would presumably be more of an expensive quarterback. I mean, the team getting him would be more likely to get him just because I feel like they have more confidence in his experience. Um, And I I don't know. It just feels like Purdy would just be a better guy to keep with how well he's doing right now. I mean, he seems to be doing as well as Jimmy G. It's just a cheaper 
option really at the end of the day. I thought you made so, a good point about Purdy the other night where, you know, we don't really know if he's a system guy or not. Mm-hmm. We don't know because the 49ers are so good. They have a great defense. They can run the football. They have playmakers on the outside when they're healthy. So he just kind of, you plug him in there and off he goes. You could probably put any number of quarterbacks in there and they'll have some level of success. I don't know. For me, when you watch him, he just looks really comfortable. Mm-hmm. You've heard him talk about it on the broadcast, but you know, as even as a fan, you can just tell if you watch football long enough when a guy knows what he's doing or, or he, the, it's just too much for him and he mm-hmm. doesn't look like he's, it's too much for him. Yeah. I mean, also to play devil's advocate against myself, do we, do we know if Jimmy G is also a system quarterback? Like, did he get that much time in New England where he could be successful somewhere else? I don't know. Do you think Jimmy G could go win you a football game on his own? I mean, I'm guessing I, I'm of the opinion that the 49ers should trade him away, so I think he can, but I don't know. I, I At the moment, it's really hard to see with how much confidence, like you said, Purdy's exhibiting. I mean, there, there isn't much difference, it seems like, between Jimmy G and Purdy right now. I, I think it's just a – it's literally an age thing at this point. That's, mm-hmm. that's all it is. He's a younger guy with way less injuries in his history. Um, just feels like he would be worth the gamble if I'm a GM. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm in some sort of transitionary period as a franchise. Like, I'm the Saints. I'm the Panthers. Heck, maybe even the Rams, although they don't have any draft capital. Right. Uh, you know, if I'm in some sort of – transition period like that i'm interested in brock Purdy. yeah i mean he is he is super young he's 22 um i think he will turn 23 later this december if i remember his birthday right is he on a full-blown rookie contract or is he because he kind of had a weird journey to get to the 49ers what's his contract like according to his contract he's uh He's like on a four-year deal, three point seven million over that time frame. Okay, so he's on a full-blown rookie deal. He's not on like a you know eight hundred thousand dollars single-year contract. Yeah. Um, and oh, then, shared screen. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, I I tried Jordan, and then yeah, he's his birthday is December twenty-seventh, so he's just about to turn twenty-three. Where. Jimmy G just recently turned 31. If his birthday is November 2nd of 1991. No, that's not right. He's eight years. Yeah, he just turned 31 by comparison. So, I mean, I I, I don't really disagree with your point. It's just, it's very interesting to play GM if you're, I mean, it's John Lynch, the 49ers. Yep, John Lynch. GM. I mean, he has got options here i feel like you almost just take what's best available but i feel like i mean you're not you're not wrong with a team like the saints um maybe the panther just trying to grab a very young quarterback for i feel like a third round is actually very good value right now i feel like that's a fair price i mean you don't know what you have Mm -hmm. yeah you know he's played a couple games and he's played well but is that a big enough sample size to justify more than that being spent? I don't think so. 
Mm-hmm. And I think if you're the Niners, you know, like I said, you've committed to Trey Lance. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest component right now with how much time and draft picks and everything that they've put into Trey Lance where they they still want it to run through them. And I feel like they have just have the guys around them where Trey Lance can be successful. Now yeah. it'd be it'd be it'd be pretty funny or ironic if they made a move to trade away Jimmy G or Brock Purdy and then Trey Lance isn't nearly as successful for them as Trey Lance. I, that's a different story, but the Niners, you know, another part that adds into it is like Trey Lance comes back next year. What happens if he starts to struggle three, four, five games into the year? Mm. You're going to get a fan base that gets a little uneasy because they know they got a good team. Yeah, it's tough mm-hmm. to win in the NFL and compete for championships. So when your window is open, you got to mm-hmm. do what you got to do to get it done. It doesn't really matter. Contracts don't matter. None of that shit matters. You just got to put the best players in the field and and execute. Yeah. And I would be I worried think... about that affecting Trey Lance's confidence. Mm. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a fair thing. That's why I think I'm I'm closer to saying that it should be Jimmy G that gets traded away and you still get a, a young guy who's cheap uh and Brock Purdy on the team, but it definitely heavily relies on Trey Lance where they are. They could just throw us all a curveball and trade Trey Lance. That'd be wild. Yeah, what what <laughs> what if we're just completely missing? We're just it way off. Trade, we're just way wrong. They just trade Trey Lance for a second or third rounder. Like that would be would that be dumb? I feel like that'd be dumb with how much. Yeah, you can't do that as an organization. You've committed this much to Trey Lance. You, you can't. You got to give him his due. Yeah. So, I mean, he he did poorly in that Bears game, but he he hurt his leg in that second game, right? It was like the very next game. Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this yeah. until today. You brought up the Bears real quick. I didn't know they lost six games by one score this year. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting statistic. Yeah, they've lost a lot of a lot of games where either like special teams making some boneheaded plays, definitely their defense ever since they traded away Roquan and um uh, Robert Quinn, but no, it's 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 definitely a team that isn't ready to win close football games, that's for sure. Well, they listen. They got some help from Philadelphia today. I still the Jalen Hurts passed to Miles Sanders that got fumbled. There was multiple mistakes made on that play. So we'll see if the Bears can make the Eagles pay for it. Yeah, I mean, even the interceptions that Hurts has thrown today. Yeah, one one was definitely his fault. The other one, Quez didn't Quez Watkins didn't run the mm-hmm. route correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not an excuse. It, he still threw the football, but. Right. You know, you expect your receiver to be where they're going to be, and he wasn't there. So, yeah, that's a good happens. point on that on that second one. Because Quez Watkins is 16. That's yep. correct. Yeah. He just kind of, first of all, he didn't break when he was supposed to, and then he broke and stopped running. So, mm. there's a reason why he's the third receiver on the team. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'll, uh, that kind of reminds me of the play yesterday where uh, Rager stopped running yep. for the Vikings. And it was on the play very after that Justin Jefferson had to leave the field on the hit with Stephon Gilmore. Oh, huge. Hassan Reddick just continues to make plays. 
I think Jamie's a little bit delayed. He's about to see it. I am. I am delayed just because uh, I'm streaming. All right, maybe just. Oh, that was a hit. Was that There's, Montgomery carrying that, the football there? Uh, who fumbled no, that? Twelve. Whoever twelve is, I'm not sure who twelve is. Is that Velas Jones? That might be Velas Jones. It wasn't Reddick that forced the fumble, but he did the recovery, so he'll get credit for the recovery. Mm-hmm. Actually, he might get credit for the force because the ball started to come out when Reddick touched him. That would be huge for fantasy. A force fumble and a recovery. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We'll see. I, I think he'll get both, right? When they showed the replay in slow motion, the ball started to come out when uh, – TJ Edwards. Was it TJ Edwards? Yeah, yeah. Regardless, we'll take it. Wow. Huge play, especially <laughs> with how this game's going. Yeah, we're all of a sudden we're way off agenda. This is what happens when you do a yeah, podcast live, I, live I on know. NFL Sundays. You start watching the games in the middle of the podcast. Anyway, some dead air. <laughs> we'll get back on it. Uh, definitely, I'm very curious what the rest of the league uh, thinks. What the 49ers should do with their uh, quarterback play? Definitely let us know in the uh, the sleeper chat. Yep, for sure. Uh, but let's let's move on to uh, a little bit of fun with the uh, uh, the female Jamie. Yeah, the female Jamie. What a wild story that is. Uh, so up until up until like the past, I don't know, week or two, I have been so busy and uninterested in participating in the dating life uh, at all. Like haven't been on a real date and I couldn't even tell you how long sure. uh, up until this week, I came across this woman uh, whose name is also Jamie who went to Purdue uh, graduated in 2016. So was there when Jamie and his, our Jamie James uh, <laughs> and, and his now wife, Madison were there Um so, you know, I kind of made that a point of conversation. I was like, oh, you went to Purdue. Uh, one of my good childhood friends also went to Purdue, and so did his wife. Um, and through conversation, I learned that this, this the female Jamie was also in a sorority, uh, as were our Jamie and his wife in a fraternity and a sorority. So uh, I'll set the table with that and let you draw the connections uh, with who she knows. Cause I don't know the people that she knows, but you do. Yeah. So, um, Jordan saw on Facebook that we had, uh, that myself and female Jamie had two mutual friends. One of which is a guy that I met in Purdue freshman orientation. Um, he was in the same dorm as I was and just a really good friend, uh, definitely freshman and sophomore year. We kind of grew further apart through the years. Uh, we were in different fraternities um, that didn't really socialize that much, um, definitely different majors, but uh, we were still uh, decent acquaintances. <laughs> um, then September 25th, 2015 rolls around. Uh, I end up getting arrested for public intoxication I was trying to break into the Purdue Nuclear Engineering Building uh, without my shirt on and a piece of uh, cro- a crowbar rebar piece of metal. 
and Jesus so Christ, I, I was a wild thing um so i get i get booked into the jail what i do not know is approximately eight minutes later i get booked at tippecanoe county jail 241 at 249 uh my freshman friend jesse who female jamie is mutual friends with also gets booked into tippecanoe county jail uh, for a similar, oh, for public intox, he apparently uh, uh, entered someone else's apartment, blacked out, um, and they called the cops. And so uh, Jesse then got uh, booked into Tippecanoe County Jail. And we, we didn't know that each other had got arrested, let alone that night, but like got in put that in jail together yeah. that close together <laughs> and when we found out we 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 found out at a party like later that year that school year and we we were cracking up we were sharing police report stories and just our experience oh my god and it it's it's just funny that it's coming full circle now with uh jordan meeting this female jamie I found out later on we were her and I were out. We were we were having some drinks and we we got to talking about the situation. And she says to me, uh, we were we were exchanging stories about Greek life in college and just like mm-hmm. crazy shit that you've seen. And she was like, Yeah, like Jesse and I don't really talk anymore. We were definitely closer in college. Uh, we never even got each other's phone numbers, but we were just makeout buddies. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, listen, you know, sometimes you'll have this in college, especially in mm-hmm. Greek life. It's just everybody it's, knows it, everybody and we'll leave it at that. So it's especially with Jesse. I mean, Jesse was definitely the kind of guy he he's I mean, he still is the kind of guy that's probably very charismatic, uh, just a fun guy to be around and definitely can he he can drink quite a bit for his size. He's 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 technically like I think he's only like five eight, five seven, kind of good for him. Kind of a decent shaped guy, but oh man, his stomach is an good iron for him clad. if he's that tall because female Jamie is five foot seven. So good Ooh. for him. She's yeah. not she's not short. Mm. Yeah, that is pretty tall. <laughs> that is that is tall for a woman, taller than average, yeah. I would say. So yeah. He definitely so he definitely used his personality to win her over with that makeup. <laughs> My makeup. <laughs> I got I got a good laugh out of it, you know. So that's that's a great story. It's just the whole the whole story, the whole concept is just like what a what a small random world that this so, is. So so random. Like I I I haven't talking to Jesse uh, since we we ran into like a homecoming. A couple of years but the, just relive that and like the memory of us finding out that we got arrested on the same night minutes apart uh extremely funny so <laughs> from from there let's uh let's shift to the uh the best eagles team that george sold so for context on this um this was october the eagles are playing the jags they start off the game down 14 nothing. It's rainy in Philly. Um, it was a mess. Yeah. It was a disaster. And they come back. They hold on to the win. Uh, I believe the final score was like 32-27, something like that. And the Eagles win. And I make a comment to Jordan. I'm like, man, this is a good Eagles team. And Jordan says, this is the best Eagles team. 
I've ever seen. And at the time, I was very hesitant to agree with that. I was I didn't agree with it at the time. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie asked me how, how that comment came to fruition is Jamie asked me a comparison between the 2017 Eagles uh, and these Eagles that we've all seen here in 2022. And because I, I have always believed that up until this year, the 2017 Eagles were the best Eagles team that I had ever seen. That, that includes in 2004 when they were 13-3 and three and went to the Super Bowl. That was a great team. The 17 team was better. Uh, and everyone, like, locally sort of thought before the season started on paper that this team was good. But you don't play the games on paper. You play them on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So – uh, when Jamie asked me that to bring that full circle, when he asked me the comparison between the 17 Eagles and the 22 Eagles, yeah, I, I was just at that point convinced that these were the best Eagles that I have seen personally in my life. So here we are. And yeah. Jamie didn't believe me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't believe you because like, I just, I couldn't see it at the time. I mean, they were good. And then just on Thursday when we were talking, um, same time as like the 49ers quarterback discussion. I brought up the, that conversation again. It's like, I, I know I didn't believe you at the time, but now I know you're right. I mean, just with the weapons of Brown, Devontae Smith, I mean, Miles Sanders, the offensive line even seems better. And then you, you go to the other side of the ball. They're the only team in the NFL that has what, five guys with five sacks or more? Five. So it's stats, it's stats like that. Uh, we're going to take a timeout right here. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts laying on the ground. All right, he stood up. He's walking away. That'll stop your heart as an Eagles fan, let me tell you. Um, there's a lot of stats like that throughout the season of, like, just off-the-wall kind of numbers. Five players with at least five sacks, a running back with 10 rushing touchdowns, a quarterback with 10, touch- 10 rushing touchdowns, and a receiver with 10 receiving touchdowns. That's never happened before in franchise history. Jalen Hurts, the first quarterback to have two back-to-back 10-plus rushing touchdown seasons. Just it's stuff like that all over the all over the place for them this year. So you got Miles Sanders setting career season rushing marks. So yeah, I mean, at, at the time, I did not think they could be as complete as they are, but it's it's. It's insane how complete they are. They have I mean, a safety that leads the league in interceptions, and their two cornerbacks allow two of the four lowest passer ratings against them in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I, they're across the board just oh. – And then, good. I mean, re- realistically, <laughs> I feel like for that Monday Night Football game that they lost against the Commanders, that, that was still a very winnable game. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I don't think Hurts – played that well that game he didn't if they got the ball back they were going to have a shot to win the game i'm not saying yeah. they would have but they were going to have a chance yeah and I, I i feel like the the defensive front seven may have let them down as well with the running attack that i mean the commanders had the ball for 35 36 minutes that game so yeah if there really- is a liability with this team it's getting the football run against them uh mm-hmm. they They're sort of hot and cold with that. Fortunately, they're more hot than they are cold. Uh, They don't really have a great – in terms of, like, rankings in the NFL, they don't have a great 
rushing defense in terms of the yeah. rankings because the stats were put up against them already. Uh, but since they sort of plugged some of those holes after Jordan Davis went down, uh, yeah. they've been a lot better. So yeah, uh, that, is, that is a good point. From from your perspective, who's the one team that that would beat them if any right now? Are the Cowboys the biggest threat? Um, you know, it's funny. I think the answer changed when Jimmy G went down. Hmm. Uh, I think for a long time it was San Francisco, although their record on paper did not necessarily uh, add up to how good that team is. Um, I think the two biggest threats are Dallas and still San Francisco, given the way Brock Purdy is playing. Mm -hmm. We kind of talked about that earlier. Uh, just because San Francisco's defense is so good. They'll, yeah. they'll, keep them, they'll keep them in the game with any team in the league. Uh, yeah. NFC, AFC, doesn't matter. They're just great. Uh, Dallas is a complete team, too. You see a lot of, uh, you know, graphics and things put up on Sundays where the Eagles are the best at this, the Eagles are the best at that, blah, 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 on and on, up and down the list. But what they don't talk about is Dallas is second in a lot of those categories. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the categories where the Eagles are second, the Cowboys are the best. So, you know, they're two really good football teams. They're a threat mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I did have Dallas ahead of the 49ers until uh, Steele from the Cowboys went down. I think the 49ers are just slightly ahead of the Cowboys right now. One of the things the 49ers do that I saw in the Seattle game, they don't put Bosa in right away. They let their like second defensive line unit wear down the offensive line a little bit more, at least on first and second down, and then put Bosa fresh on third down. And then sometimes he plays the rest of the defensive series. But a good it's way a, to keep him healthy and fresh. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting wrinkle that I I don't know. I just feel like I feel like the 49ers are the biggest threat to the Eagles. Um with with how well they can run the ball and just running the ball and defense in the playoffs is very huge. So it'll it'll be very interesting. And a lot of uh just to while we're talking about the 49ers, a lot of what the Bears have done today to the Eagles uh, mm. is stunt related on the defensive line, which mm. San Francisco is is great at. Mm. Um, so whether if they meet in the playoffs, doesn't matter if that game is played in California or if it's played in Philadelphia. Uh, actually, now that I say that out loud, I assume it, it would almost definitely be in Philadelphia, but mm. just regardless because of the records. But uh that would be tough. That would be a tough matchup. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, it definitely would. As the uh, the Jags took the lead over the Cowboys. Did they? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Trevor Lawrence balling. Keeping Seth in it. He is I'm going off. Currently yep. up on Seth by 10 points, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, your game got a little bit closer at the beginning of the podcast. You had a 70% chance that is down to – 66 percent chance yeah sledge change there um i can't see, remember what did they credit uh that yeah they reddick. credited reddick with the force fumble and the fumble recoveries so oh yeah 21 points from a defensive lineman uh you'll you'll take well i guess linebacker he's he's got a hybrid designation we love those players in our league yeah folks with the hybrid designations so he is he is going quite off right now it's quite interesting. Your 
I got to look back at where I got him from because I'm pretty sure I picked him up in the offseason. Oh, I, th- I, I think you did, yeah. Free agency last December 16th, I picked him up. I guess he would have been still with Carolina at that point. So yeah, still that that's that's a good move. Did you pick him up? Yeah, he was still with Carolina. So or he might have been with Arizona at the time. Like oh yeah, Carolina. that was twenty twenty. Actually, I'm sorry, yeah. that was two December's ago. Yeah. So a hell of a pickup to <clears throat> I mean, journey for. Well, I'm, t- I'm just saying it's it's one thing that hey, I don't have that big of a crystal ball, Jamie. Don't give me that much credit. It was he was a serviceable linebacker option that got picked up, and he's having a great year. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think half of it is it is picking it up and the timing of that, but you need to hold on to that player for long enough and then make the correct start in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't put up like double digit numbers consistently, but this was a good matchup with the Bears for sure. So part of the reason why he's having the year he's having is once again, we talked about it, the guys that he's playing with up front. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't block them all. So oh, yeah. somebody's going to eat, whether it's Reddick, uh, Fletcher Cox on a given weekend, Brandon Graham last week, Kaiser White when he gets involved, who's a great I, I love that pickup, by the way. Yeah. From LA from the Chargers. Yeah. Uh great rangy linebacker, has the ability to cover like a safety. So mm-hmm. Oh, it's 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 very interesting with uh, with your matchup and Seth right now. A little bit closer, but it could be a upset weekend. Two yeah, seven only, seven teams, only an eight point uh, advantage for me. Um, again, projections like you said, still up at now. Well, now it's down to sixty five percent. We'll see. Trevor Lawrence, Jesus yeah. himself, leading the charge. So yeah, you you do have. Um, more offensive players still to go. You have Mac Jones playing a Raiders defense that Baker Mayfield tore apart in the last two minutes. So I think Mac Jones could put some numbers up there. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it's it, quite honestly, Mac Jones is in the lineup. I'm not convinced he's going to continue to be in the lineup. I might still throw Brady in there. I, I really don't know. It's a toss really? between the two of them. As terrible wow. as Brady is playing right now and as the Bucks offense is playing, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still Tom Brady. I, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I personally would throw Brady in over Mac Jones um, as we're about 30 minutes away from kickoff in Las Vegas. It's – you would think Mac Jones should do well, but it might be one of those things where the Raiders – Rush defense is bad enough, and Bill just wants to keep it on the ground. And yeah, well, Ramondre Stevenson's hurt, so uh, how much of the run game are they going to have? So it's like there's no real. The rock in a hard place. Six and one half dozen in the other. <laughs> yeah, oh. that is very interesting. I mean, Fields is going to keep throwing in this game, so I do anticipate your matchup to get closer, even though you have the. Uh, early projection age and projections are what they are. They're just projections. Yep. You never know until the game start. So I did make a late, uh, a late change on defensive line. Uh, I put in Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I popped him in the lineup. Just uh, his projection was higher. It didn't really have to do with his projection. It was more about his matchup. Yeah. Uh, with the Rams. Yeah. And he, he's coming off some, 
pretty good games. Yeah, he recently he's had success, and I'm trying to remember who I benched. Uh, it was Rashad Weaver with the Titans, wow. who's been kind of in a slump lately. Wow. He's on my wow. team because he again carries one of those dual designations. Yeah, um, that we all love so much, but it's been kind of in a slump. So he's sort of a boomer bust option. And in the playoffs, you just kind of got to go more with the sure thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather have the consistency of six or seven points at a minimum from Preston Smith than the three that I might get from Rashad Weaver. There's upside to get 15, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's fair. I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting between. I do anticipate your matchup. To be I think it's gonna be tight. I think it's gonna be close. I think yeah. it's gonna be close. Seth still has he has Chris Godwin to go. He does have Ramondre Stevenson in the lineup. Does he? So yeah, I guess he's playing. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the Patriots that closely. He I just is offic- he's banged up. He is officially active as an hour ago, but it's one of those things that, like, similar to T. Higgins last week and Zach Taylor, like Bill Belichick can list Ramondre Stevenson to be active and then just only play him like. It's true. I mean, just out there, I'll, not even like a decoy, but just, that's just something Bill would dress like five running backs if he could. <laughs> I feel like. And only one of them would play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all get all the kids there. <laughs> what, uh, what, what next do we have up on the, on the agenda? We're so, off on a fantasy uh, tangent. That, that pretty much was it with our uh, Eagles quarterback. Um, we were going to do just final predictions for current fantasy matchups. I'll just end it with uh, Aaron's going to play Max, and I think you will play T.O. for uh, semifinals. Yeah, I mean, so. for the sake of the content, I would like to sit here and disagree with you, but I think for you the writing is kind of on the wall. With the JT injury was unlucky. Some decisions were made about players that were starting <laughs> versus that were, that were left on the bench, and it we'll was, leave it at yeah. that. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. And just for me, the just the way the games have gone and the points have kind of shake, shook, shook out, shaken out, however, whatever the proper English is on that, um, I definitely feel like I have a little bit of an advantage. But, you know, you never know. What if the Jags and the Cowboys somehow get into overtime? Trevor Lawrence has opportunity to yeah, score some yeah. more points. You never know. So. Uh-huh. I mean, from from my perspective, if if you were to put in Tom Brady, that would also limit some of what if Godwin can only do well if Tom Brady does well from our perspective. So that's true. You almost hedge your hedging uh, Godwin there with that. But um, no, I I think my decisions were dumb at best, and I, I get what I I was trying to be too cute. I think, and so. Um, what, what are your predictions then? Uh, do you think T.O. loses this year? Do you think he wins at all? Um, if there were Vegas lines on who's going to win the championship in our league, he's definitely mm-hmm. the favorite. Yeah. But I definitely think his team is vulnerable uh, yeah. given the injuries that he's got. Oh. I mean, we're all banged up at this point. Um. But he's definitely got quite the IR roster. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So we'll see as Jake Elliott doinks one in Chicago off the upright pole, which is terribly <laughs> ironic. 
I mean, one of the interesting things with uh, Max that I've just been seeing lately where he's been putting up some points the last like the last four weeks from week 11 through week 14, he went 235, 215, 217, 242. And how that compares with T.O., I feel like that's he might have the consistency there if they I mean I I clearly think Max is the biggest challenger to TO put up 225 202 194 234 so Max is I'm pretty sure beating him every single week maybe not that week 11 but it's it's as close as it's been for I was just going to say the parity in our league is the closest that it's ever been and it's probably only going to continue to get closer as the years go by even yeah. even my team, I, there was back to back weeks I scored two hundred fifty plus towards yeah. the end of this season. So, uh, I think it was like two two seventy two sixty nine or something like that. If you can head. do that, you're probably going to win. I mean, it would <laughs> yeah. it would take a lot to be beaten scoring that many points. Uh, at that yeah. point, props to your opponent. I, I don't know what else to say other than that, but. Um, if that's how it shakes out, where it's me and T.O. and Max and Aaron, those are going to be two solid matchups in the semifinals for sure. I don't think there's going to be a layover yeah. anywhere in there. Now, now, I know Aaron has made semifinals, but have you ever made semifinals? No, not in this league. That would be the farthest wow. my team's gone. Wow. And there's, uh, you know, BSB Schefter I got on the line with me. I think he, he knows some information about some potential offseason happenings. Uh, yeah. that, could, that could potentially go down. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to see how long we were running with the uh, time, but uh, we could just briefly open up the potential points, the max points for oh, conversation. My God. If you want to, we, I don't know if we want to get all the way into that on this particular. All right, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. I, I know you we're upset at how it's currently constructed. Um, so I had a, I had a brief discussion with uh, Max and the commissioner uh, mm. currently and how it is. We not not like anything serious, just more along the lines of is this going to be something that comes up in the offseason? And it almost certainly will be. So yeah, it, it definitely it definitely seems like it's um, a talking point. You know, so. there's there's valid arguments to be made for both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone questioning, well, what are both ways? You'll hear about it in the offseason. Mm. Um, whether or not it gets changed or not, who knows? Probably not. Mm. But I feel like it's worth a discussion. So Yeah, you never know. I mean, maybe it's a – it'll be a good teaser for an uh, offseason pod. And for sure. Conversation yeah. there. Just generally maybe- like we – we talked about in the beginning, we, we owe the league more podcasts. Definitely. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and more uh, guests on as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. To uh, bring that out. But any, any final words, Jordan? Um, no, just, uh, just want to say best of luck to Seth whenever he hears this. I don't know. By the time that comes around, our matchup might be over. Uh, not sure when this will actually get posted, but um. I would say best of luck to you, but I feel like Aaron's kind of got you dead to rights right now. So <laughs> yeah, I'm already wishing I'm already wishing Aaron best of luck to uh, to Max. So 
It's it's fantasy football is weird. It's almost like when when you make a bad start at one thing, it just feels like everything's not going to go your way, or vice versa, go your way. Yep. So it almost seemed like when I made the dumb idea of Kittle, even though I still had the opportunity to start Waddle, it almost seemed like it just wasn't going to go my way. So best of luck to Aaron to Max in the next round. Just uh, in addition to the final thoughts, Justin Fields is on a really bad limp right now. Uh, oh yeah, he just he just went on a run and he uh, he's having trouble walking. Oh man, yeah, he's is that an ankle? No, it's like it's a hamstring. He he's grabbing at. Oh man, is he uh, cr- maybe maybe a cramp? Hassan Reddick again on the on the coverage. Uh, if he's cramping in six degree weather. Yeah. That's a that's that's tough. not good. Yeah, especially because what's even tougher is the Bears got a holding call there. Yeah, Their line has, is. You hope you hope he's all right. I mean, he's been. Well, we got the backup coming in the game now on third and fourteen. Yeah, this that seems like good. that seems like a draw play. They're stretching him out, so you know, hopefully he just tightened up there, like you said. Uh-huh. Hopefully uh-huh. just a cramp. That's, that's, I think they'd be stretching his knee out if they had concerns about <laughs> about structural damage. So empty set for the Bears. Let's see what they do here on third and fourteen. Oh, this is interesting. Game on the line. And complete pass. Yeah, I mean that was ambitious at best for sure. Well, I mean they had to do it. Third and fourteen, who, late in the game. Who is the Bears' backup quarterback? I actually don't even know. Oh, Nathan Peterman. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, yikes. The writing was on the wall with that. Oh, oh boy. All right. Well, uh, it was good, good to do the pod with you, Jamie. We'll hang on for a little bit after this. Uh, just you and I. We'll cut the recording off. But, uh, yeah, sorry we haven't been doing pods. We'll try to be better about it next season. Good luck to all the playoff guys. And uh, we'll talk to you all when we talk to you all. See ya.